How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going today, Dave? It's going good. How are you doing? Doing pretty well. Woke up early this morning, which is weird. Yeah, I. it's like we're recording this at 1, and I expected Jake uh-huh. to message me at 1 and be like, Hey, I gotta like shower and eat. I'll hit you up at like two thirty, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> the alarm goes off at one one p.m. I roll out of bed. <laughs> Vaguely remember that I need to record a podcast. No, today's not that day. I um was very busy this week and really tired, so I went to sleep at like ten thirty or something like that. It was damn pretty early. Yeah, I've I've gone to bed that early once, but. There were uh, multiple factors in my body that caused that to happen. <laughs> right. uh, you just got a buildup of sleep. <laughs> yeah. You get that sleep out of your body. <laughs> P- pulls like sleep darts out of neck. What? <laughs> Where'd yeah. this come from? Statistically, Jim Carrey. Um, oh, yeah. From all of the. Uh, Ace Ventura. And all Pet stuff, Detective. Yeah. That's what I was trying to remember. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a reference for people. I just, I'm sure that kids these days really get that one. Outside of like that movie, Jumanji, and I'm going to say mm-hmm. Tim Allen's Jungle to Jungle, where do you really mm-hmm. see blow darts? All right. That's a good question. Not that often. But it's it's a fun concept. Like I remember taking the inter, the inner tube of the paper towel, that little cardboard mm-hmm. tube, and going... Around the house. Uh-huh. My parents are like, hey, he's entertained. Leave him be. <laughs> uh-huh. I guess like the childhood equivalent is something like spitballs with like uh, some sort of paper. Right. Now, in that like cardboard that. tube that is, you know, like two <laughs> inches in diameter. Uh, <laughs> I took a separate roll of paper towels for me to make a spitball that big. And then yeah. I just kind of like dribbled out and fell on the ground. <laughs> so you use actual darts then. You were just killing people and your parents are like, boys will be boys. <laughs> <laughs> Mother, father, I've brought home dinner. It is the neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> right. Localized hunting. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know why, but my brain went to like some, I don't know. I haven't seen ads in forever online, but there's got to be sketchy ads where it's like meet people in your area and then it's like you know um i'm imagining it's like oh you know couples whatever and then there's the blow dart experience it's like now meet singles in your area that's the joke is it goes from like multiple people down to Mm -hmm. meet singles for the purpose of hunting but like i can't really set it up this is another joke where there's a punchline and so nothing between a and b when you started it i was like oh um, you said meet people in your area. I was like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. People meet in your area. <laughs> <laughs> right. People. It's meet. there. Just walking around. You can take it. <laughs> yeah. But I have not personally had any experiences with blow darts. Or cannibalism. Or, or murder or cannibalism on the record. Um, so... This episode, we're going to be talking about games that we've barely played, uh, particularly games that uh, I have less than two hours of playtime on Steam, which you would think would narrow things down. But as it doesn't, as somebody who's <laughs> bought a Humble Bundle or just, you know, purchased stuff like, oh, I'll check that out later. That seems small and cute. 
definitely gonna mm-hmm. definitely gonna check that out and then you go back to playing skyrim or like whatever your forever game is of just yeah. it's the weekend i want to play what i know i don't want to try new shit and mm-hmm. it's years later and now we have a fucking list yeah it's very much like we talk i think we've touched on this topic a little bit in the past when we talk about like not really playing e- even our some somewhat recent episode like the year in preview we were like there's a couple games we're kind of interested in still very excited for elden ring you know still some good stuff coming out forbidden west all that but um it seems like the bar moves ever higher higher lower it depends on whether you clear the bar you're going above or under the bar anyway higher meaning higher standards yes higher standards the standards go higher and higher to like actually get play time on one of the games one of these games um but the simple uh steam wallet brain does not process that and so i continue to purchase games that i will probably never play and that's basically this episode <laughs> or sometimes for gifted games which i will never play um which I will never play. All right. Thank you for the games given, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still, yeah. this is physical media, but like I have a game of Jake's and Jake probably has a game of mine that we have both not played. Guaranteed. Mm. You just look at it in the library and it's like, it's nice that somebody thought of me and then you just scroll back up and watch Skyrim again <laughs> or something else. But yeah, this is, I would say definitely something that everybody can relate to if you play games. And you have a Steam library. Mm-hmm. So let's let's get right into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Also, don't be too offended if some of these games you're very much a fan of. Maybe we could be too, but just not in this timeline. So hold your rage, bottle that up, and then use it to accomplish non-murder things later. Unless it's a game that I mentioned, and in which case, let it fester and fight me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll be the next episode. <laughs> we'll just bring on fans to just really chew into Dave <laughs> about the games he hasn't played. Um, so getting started off here, this is pretty uh, pretty early in the alphabet, I think. This is on both of our lists. And I think it's a reason it's worth mentioning. But you have Deceit. Yeah. Do you remember anything about Deceit? No, because I installed it on multiple occasions and never launched it. Because mm. each time it was promised of, hey, we should play that game. And then yeah. nobody played that game. And I was like, okay, cool. But I think the mm-hmm. premise is it's a hidden role game. Uh, first yep. person, maybe some combat or objective type stuff. I don't really mm-hmm. know too much about it because, again, never launched it. So this is one where I think it's free. Um, yes. But just scheduling with people never worked out. So, eh. Yeah, I think it's a land party black sheep is basically what it is. It's one of those games that's like it's free. It meets all the criteria of a game you would play at land party. Yep. But land party is also having this like bar of standards increase. It's not really standards in this case, but it's more like we just play fewer games at land party. We focus in on fewer games. We're playing fewer games every year, um, spending more time with old classics or things that we're comfortable with or just socializing, which is fine. Yeah, it's usually been more socialization, a couple smaller tournaments. Mm-hmm. I will mention for Deceit, though, like to describe it to the people, because I, I played it briefly. It's basically like Among Us Plus, sort of. It's first person, more like a shooter, 
more mechanics around trying to determine who's the murderer and who's not. And then more of a lights on lights off um, survivor favored phase and then killer favored phase where um, during the killer phase, if you transform um, when no one's looking at you, potentially no one will know who the monster is. Right. So it kind of has this back and forth. It has some unique takes on it. And it's, it's it's still the kind of game. I think I was one of the ones to recommend it to land party. It's still one of the kind of games I would love to play, but inertia is a difficult foe to best. I'm, I'm just going to blanket agree with that. Cause uh, I've played <laughs> the game. Uh, what else you got? I picked one. Uh, I'm going to say sacrifice. Okay. Sacrifice mm-hmm. is like a very old RTS and it was very cheap and it looked cool. And I saw that Tim Curry was involved as a voice actor. And I'm like, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Launch the game. It's old as fuck. <laughs> like, you know, when you launch something, you're like, this is more dated than I had expected. And it opens up like DOS briefly. You're like, what's up? So mm-hmm. for me, it's just, it's too old for me to go back. Yeah. I have some stuff on my list that's like this too. Mandalore is actually, uh, you probably saw the mm-hmm. video, but he has a video on Sacrifice. And it falls under one of those games that is actually, I feel it's better appreciated from someone else's review or nostalgic experience of it. I enjoyed watching the video and I feel like I never have to play the game again. He highlighted the parts that he thought were important. I'm like, okay, if that's what Mandalore thinks, I'm down. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I have some games on this too that like I don't feel like I need them to cover a lot. I have old XCOM games or games that were Fallout 1 and 2. They came from these bundles. And it's just really hard to go back to those old games um, and play them if like... Yes, new games are casual. Yes, they have things like checkpoints and regenerating health and all of these other autosaves. Very freaking nice. Um Ian could tell you that he lost like an hour of progress in Bioshock 2 um, recently. Uh, but without it, it does wear on you a little bit, particularly if you're not, you're not spending a ton of time, you know, playing the game. So these all kind of fall under that old games are hit or miss. You give them more lenience. I think if you played them back in the day and if you've never played a game like sacrifice, like yeah, kind of good luck going back to it's got to be a very specific mood i think yeah it's jake summarized it well i'm not going to rehash it <laughs> all right i'm going to pick from dust um on your list because this one was funny it's one that i played i think and beat a long time ago really yeah i again thought it looked interesting enough played it for like five mm-hmm. minutes didn't hit me in the moment and then mm-hmm. it kind of left it yeah just like the shortest overview it's a god game you like pick up like different elements you drop them you try to indirectly influence your tribe god games are kind of like rare i guess nowadays have you ever played a uh genre a god game genre game before does a big smile like he hasn't done a black and white edit um yeah did we cover black and white we talked about about it not as like a specific episode um well, we did enough to justify me putting in the ship song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's one of the more standout ones. But this is also like early PC game days where it's still like CD-ROM was like the big thing. Um, yeah. They don't really come up as much 
because like you said it's more indirect influencing mm-hmm. versus more direct gameplay which i think is more so the focus of games yeah yeah i mean like if it turns into full direct game then it's actually an rts which is also dying so i think just games in this this sphere of game development are kind of less popular now but i also like i enjoyed it so good i like this uh back and forth of like you pick a game for my list like hey why didn't you play this uh-huh yeah i'm sure there's gonna be a little bit of that there's some stuff on my list i know you're gonna be like raise eyebrows but yeah um from dust was good if i recall correctly one of the main selling points at the time though was that the graphics were like absolutely amazing um and they're not really absolutely amazing anymore mm-hmm. so it doesn't have the staying power of some of those classics like black and white i think yeah i think there's just some nostalgia around that for sure that mm-hmm. helps carry it well from from my list maybe all right one that uh makes me curious dead cells yeah i didn't get into dead cells so like i only played it really early very briefly because i mean it had to be under two hours right mm-hmm. to make it to this list as a painful reminder to the listeners <laughs> uh if you really like dead cells um i just I don't know. It didn't take off for me. Wait, I know you've said that like historically Hollow Knight's really the only platformer you've gotten mm-hmm. into. Which is fair. It's the best one. Um, yeah, like I enjoyed it really is. Dead Cells. I know they've added more stuff since. I think I went back recently, but no judgment if it's not your thing. Mm-hmm. It's not usually mine either. Yeah. I think it's the combination of the platforming and the, uh, the roguelike. Like, those are both two genres I will play, mm-hmm. but they have to they have to contrast contrast with something that I really want. Um, okay, uh, let's see here. I actually see Rage on your list, which is one I hadn't highlighted from our notes. But why'd you pick up Rage? It was free or insanely cheap, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't know anything about it, but I think it's a first person shooter, right? Yes. Let's go. Maybe one day I will. And then I just never did. Yeah. Absolutely never did. Yeah. I definitely think that's going to, that's going to be a criteria for some of these games. Um, I think I recall very little about rage other than I think it was made by id and they had a super sampling technology that allowed the game to like look pretty good or load really fast or something like that. But it was middle lane, like across the board, I think. There are so many generic kind of shooters out there that never really reach greatness that it would, I don't know. Yeah. It would fill a library <laughs> of Steam games. And know? something like that that is presumably single player. Mm-hmm. Um, like on a Saturday morning or like a Sunday morning, like nobody else is awake yet. I want to kind of unwind, play a game, get like a single player experience. It's something that's going to be more story driven. And it's not just like generic Rudy Tootie McShooty. Yes. Mm-hmm. So kind of got overlooked. Yeah. Uh, do you have one you'd like to talk about? My list, your list? I am kind of curious that Stanley Parable is on there because yeah. I've definitely played it, it for more me. than two hours as far as content that it has. This surprised me because I'm pretty sure I got an ending for the game. And I. this is one of those fake memory moments where I thought I played the game more. But I wonder going back if i had a pretty direct route i mean like i would this... say it's possible to get a lot of the stuff in two hours 
Yeah. Because like the first run of the game is maybe five minutes. I guess that's true. Yeah. So that must have been what it was. I, I really thought that I had more time into it, but I guess not. Because um, I enjoyed it. So mine's at like I mean, 29.2. Now, granted, 29.2 I, hours. I definitely left this game running at points, <laughs> which I'm known to do. I won't just turn stuff off and walk away. I'll just be like, yeah, uh-huh. it'll be fine. So I'm guessing that's how it, mine is skewed so far. I hope so. Or else I just like lied about playing the game when we did an episode on it. <laughs> but I don't recall that. That actually wasn't I you for that episode. Lawyer. That was our your surrogate. Ah, I have my body double I put in here. <laughs> um, I want this body double to have a language module and has played Stanley Parable. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, there's a couple on your list still pretty pretty interesting to me. Um, so FTL is kind of... Uh-huh. I don't know if we've ever d- described the situation around FTL. I think we have. I'm fine rehashing Definitely. it. Um yeah. I've never had an interest in FTL in my life. Um, mm-hmm. I've been known to like a lot of roguelikes. So a friend suggested FTL because they like space stuff. They're like, oh, you like roguelikes. You'll love this. I think I played it for like two minutes tops. Uh-huh. It wasn't for me because the level of like management or things you had to do. It just wasn't it for me. Music was good. Uh-huh. Shout out to Ben Prunty, I think. Um, but I just have had no interest. And now, like, mm-hmm. I refuse to play it out of spite, and it's been an ongoing thing. Yeah, this is this is the this is one of the biggest differences, I think. So it's basically a meme at this point. AJ really wants you to play FTL. I think we used it as an April Fool's joke. We did. Um, and I again don't really like roguelikes that much, but I put some time into FTL. There's only a few things about the game that really bother me, and it's. It's really freaking good, and I still kind of can't understand. I feel like maybe you would actually enjoy it, but I also enjoy it being the meme of the game you won't play more than I would enjoy if you actually played it. So It's like, you know how you'll have things come up on your Spotify recommended of like, hey, based on other things, you'd like this, and you're like, uh-huh. I don't like this. I don't know what it is, right. but I don't like it. That's how it is for me. It might have some of the other elements that I would like or can appreciate, but it just it doesn't do it for me. Right. It's like the games that Steam recommends to you after you've played games that Ian has bought you. Yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs> it's like I like one of yeah. these, not all of these. All of these being That's tentacles, funny. not games. Um, right. Mm-hmm. So it says here, <laughs> Crusaders Kings 3, you've played under two hours. Yeah, I played a ton of two, but not three. Okay, that might yeah. be why. So why did you yeah. not play as much of three, if assuming that like it built on the existing game structure? I think like it's literally just... I, I don't know. It's the kind of game that like you can kind of lose yourself in for like a period of time and then just drop it entirely. If that makes any sense. It's not like Dota or Starcraft or some other game. Like we go back to a lot. It's a game you put a ton of time in and then just like quit cold Turkey one day. Yep. Um, and then, you know, maybe eventually you do that again. Um, but it, I haven't had one of those subsumed in it type experiences with it, but I enjoyed the the second game so much. I was like, absolutely got to play three. Um, 
and then I really have it. <laughs> it so. it happens. Like for me, that is Skyrim. Like I can easily get into like a binge of like I'm doing RPG shit, and then mm-hmm. you don't play it for a day, and it's like, hey, we're gonna play today. Like, not that. Uh huh. Like once you come out of the haze, you're like, I'm good. There's Steam has this little feature like you right click the it, it down in the tray and it'll show you like the last five games you played. And sometimes if a game falls off that list, it ceases to exist. Basically, <laughs> like I will forget about it. Hmm. Um, object permanence type situation where even if it's the type of game I would play, it's out. So that's why Crusader Kings, I think, fell off um, more anticipated value than realized value as far as playtime was concerned. Uh, on your list, this is another game that I actually played in beat. So I'm curious why you haven't uh, put a lot of time into Sleeping Dogs. Game shit. Um, <laughs> this is another one of those. Either I, I don't remember how I got it, but it was probably inexpensive to purchase. Um, mm-hmm. But it felt very old and janky to the point where like I didn't want to push through it for whatever possible story. Gotcha. I'm like you, th- these Shenmue days are behind me, sir. Good day. <laughs> Good day. Yeah, I think it's. I personally think it's more approachable than Shenmue. But if people are familiar with like the the Yakuza series, this is kind of just a more serious Grand Theft Auto y take on uh, Yakuza. And it's not just because they're two games. They're like, oh yeah, in Japan, that's not the equivalent I'm trying to make. It is just more serious in tone um, and closer to. Like Grand Theft Auto when it tries to take itself seriously. Um, but I don't really play Grand Theft Auto and I really enjoyed Sleeping Dog. So. When did you play it out of curiosity? Oof. Uh, I would have to look up, but probably like six years ago. It's been a while. I was going to say, more. it might seem more acceptable in my head if it's like, hey, I played it when it came out type thing. I enjoyed it. Cool. Nine years. <laughs> All right. We'll say that's enough of a... <laughs> almost a decade so maybe my opinions would have changed if i played it more recently anything else on on my list i'm looking for something that's not like oh it's just less than two hours to play Mm -hmm. oh (laughs) how about how about marlo briggs Hmm? marlo briggs also on your list yeah i mean so this is a game (laughs) i bought dave as a punishment for being my friend um, and I think we we literally played it for exactly one session. Um, I don't even remember much about it. I think this was, was when I was streaming games. Uh-huh. Like I'd play through like uh, the Sakura stuff, also less than two hours. Um, and I just played this for like ten fifteen minutes, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm not drunk enough for this." <laughs> <laughs> it was basically like a not good entirely marketing FPS. Think like 50 Cent Blood on the Sand, but worse. I'll be <laughs> honest, I get those that. games confused all the time because in my eyes, <laughs> exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. No, this is this is also just a historical historical placement here. I actually have a very equivalent for this that's not on your list, but I know it could be. Hmm. Um, in Shadow Warrior 2, which was another, like, I'm going to buy this for a group of friends and force them to play it for exactly one session. Yeah, we 
we didn't get to i could not tell you anything about the game um yeah there's a sword i think you i think i had a double attacks. jump and i no, i remember right. nothing else mm-hmm. it had like an irreverent sense of humor i vaguely remember that's yeah <laughs> exactly we played it like once and then it just fell off the face of the earth certain things like that i feel like they very much have to be like uh at the right time if it's multiplayer like with the right group of people cool it can take mm-hmm. off and be a time otherwise you're just like the fuck is this i think we had three people i think it's a three-player co-op game i can't recall who the third person was i think dan probably dan yeah it's really funny because that's the type of like the way we're describing these games is it's like um the salesperson like approach you really got to sell yourself it's like the three episode rule for an anime or something like that right like you watch a couple anime episodes it either catches your attention or it doesn't and then you move on to something else but we're literally taking that approach to games that we have already purchased with legal currency (laughs) so it's like it's really funny okay now that i've bought this thing it's just gonna sit around forever because i didn't like it after you know, and to the person saying, an hour it was under play. two hours, why didn't you refund it on Steam? Shut up. You know that's not how that works. Um, yeah, it's not how it used to work. Probably most of these titles. It's Maybe not all It's a case-by-case basis, but the criteria are it has to be under two hours of playtime. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of times it doesn't... Also, it has to be like within two weeks. Yes, yeah. Because sometimes like I've... I think I bought Mighty Number no. 9 played it for like 10 minutes, cried like a an anime fan on prom night, and then tried to refund mm-hmm. it. And they're like, that was like two weeks ago. And I'm like, I forgot. <laughs> right. like, we don't care. I, I blocked it out. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, for some of these games, they're literally, they're literally so old that they were prior to Steam's refund policy also. So like, I think that started up, I want to say four years ago, maybe five years. There's some old stuff on this list. I, I don't so. even remember anymore. Um, but that was my combo. What's uh, what's your next item? I saw it and then I lost it. That's Give me fair. Two seconds here. Do, 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 do. Thomas was alone. <laughs> That's fair. I don't know anything about that. Oh, so basically it's like you are a Tetris piece and you move around and do essentially simple puzzles while there's like narration going on. But okay. Um, the story is actually good and engaging from my point of view in the mm-hmm. same way I enjoyed I always forget the name of this but it's like you're Honey playing mm, I never forget the no, name of that <laughs> <laughs> um, basically it, like it's another like first person puzzle game and you're trying to solve it but you're also there's this inner dialogue of like you talking about a friend who made these games do you know ah, what I'm talking okay, about? Okay, gotcha. Hmm. Yeah, like there's a meta it's, commentary going on. I can God, tell I'm, I'm going to buy so blank it. No, it's, I'm not going to find it me. easily. Uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll leave it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely more story-based, but if you enjoy puzzle stuff, it was engaging for mm-hmm. me, but like, I don't think anybody needs to check it out type thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this was fully unplayed on my list. That's fair. Um. Another one up here, Farming Simulator 19. I definitely passed two hours of gameplay on this oh, one, yeah? making it ineligible. I think I was uh, on Discord while you passed two hours of gameplay. <laughs> so to throw yeah. people under the tractor again, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
this was a game that we're like, oh, I think Gennaro bought all three he copies. It. It's like, oh, we'll play all together. And then I think I had I plans on a Saturday. I was going to go mm-hmm. hang out with a friend or something. And I come back and they've been playing it for four hours. Uh-huh. And I was like, uh, okay, cool. Glad that you did that without me. And just without saying, should <laughs> I start playing now to catch up? And they're like, nah. They're like, no, not really. And then they played for like another two days. And they're like, hey, let's I have mean, an episode on this game you've not played or know anything about. I'm like, all right, I'll be that third person. The way you describe it makes it sound really bad. I think we were still kind of doing you a mercy, right? It's like if you have two people who are in detention and they could rat out the third person who would then also be in detention, mm-hmm. technically, yes, they are excluding that person if they don't rat them out and bring them into detention. That's kind of what we were doing. Like we were looking for some redeeming aspects to the gameplay um, and trying out different facets of it. And it was like, nope, nope, nope. That's kind of okay. Dave would enjoy none of this. <laughs> so when we were like, don't play the game, it's like, have a weekend, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> like, go be free. We'll look at you outside the window. <laughs> As we usually do. Jake, you don't you don't live near me. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to modern advancements in surveillance technology oh my I god it's my to. webcam it's always <laughs> been on but yeah um farming simulator 19 play sim farm that's my recommendation if you're thinking about farming simulator 19 unless you're really really into farming simulator in which case i respect your opinion and please don't murder me I don't have an interest in farming games. Uh, also, no bad blood for the thing. It's more just the fake outrage. That's fair. Speaking of uh, fake blood. Choice? Okay. Oh, I was going to throw Killing Floor up there. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Killing Floor is fair. Uh, yeah, you have less than two hours on Killing Floor. How? Never played it. Oh, okay. That makes sense. This one's not free, though. So someone must have gifted it to you or you purchased it at some point. I'm going to credit Stevie for probably purchasing it to me. I don't think it was terribly expensive, so hopefully he didn't no. dig out the wallet for that. Um, they had like a six-pack deal on Killing Floor, okay, and I feel yeah. like it was probably like 10 bucks or something. Per copy? It was very inexpensive um, <laughs> for all of it. But yeah, it's just it's one of those, hey, maybe we'll do this as a group with people sometime. Just never happened. That's fair, yeah. I I played Killing Floor like a lot for a brief period of time. It's got some nice like per class meta progression as well as like progression within a match. And they do the whole like counter strike, buy better guns between rounds, mm-hmm. horde defense. It's basically that all the way. Like role based horde defense, zombies. It ticks a lot of boxes and I think that's what made it really enjoyable for the time. Um I actually, I don't know if I own it or not, but I was very close to buying Killing Floor 2, or I own it. I'm going to check. Uh, no, never bought it. Um, and it was very inexpensive at a time because I was like, it needs a group, going back to what you said. If you don't have the people for it, even like the newer version that looks really pretty and it's got improved graphics and all that, like you have to have a group of friends. If you don't, you can't play games. <laughs> <laughs> Not this one. It's like playing with randoms. It's a six-person co-op game, which is also really weird. It's hard to get that many people in for something. 
Yeah, Overwatch is weird like that. But no, it's yeah. it's definitely <laughs> it's the definitely people you co-op. play with overall. <laughs> That's 1v11. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely more fun if you have people making it fun. Like I've played lots of yeah. shit games that just because I had people I liked there making it entertaining, mm-hmm. it was entertaining. Whereas I yeah, played I games I've fair. enjoyed with people who've made it less fun. So it can go both <laughs> ways. But it's all around the people you surround yourself with. That's just good life advice. Uh, I have on my list Rogue Legacy. Get the fuck out. Seriously? Mm. Yeah. So, all right. Brief history lesson. Uh, We all played Rogue Legacy to some degree, more than others. Um, (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) But Jake, uh, back when we used to work together, would consistently on, I think it was either Monday or Tuesday mornings at like 10 a.m., link a song from the game. So maybe Mm -hmm. I'm just projecting that memory of like, oh, he definitely played the game a lot and beat it because he's like, this song's such a banging track. Yeah, I think the song plays at the conclusion of the game, which I never reached. (laughs) So why'd you... uh... Was it the fish and the whale or something? I think that's the name of the song, yeah. Anytime somebody says, is this something... And then like whales in that sentence, I'm like, that sounds correct. Yes, that one has the whale. So what what made you stop short on Rogue Legacy? I think it's just, it's the exact same combination. Like, take the exact rationale for Dead Cells, Mm -hmm. apply it to Rogue Rogue Legacy. I know they did some cool things, like the Descendants play idea thing. It's like, oh, this person has some downsides, this person has some upsides, there's different classes and options and meta progression. All of that's cool, but it was still a platformer roguelike that's fair. um and the most traditional platform or roguelike you can get i think oh yeah it's pretty bare bones uh but it was like cute and fun but again if it's not for you i'm not passing judgment yeah this one's very close to like rogue like roguelike but like like roguelike like 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 or like like yeah like love (laughs) very close all right hit me all right um i forgot that i actually wasn't the one to pick wait didn't i pick rogue legacy i did i absolutely picked it i'll pick the next one though the ship single player is on my list is it on your list i didn't even consider the ship a game it's probably (laughs) hidden from my library because every time somebody suggests it i'm like jesus fuck why (laughs) it is for anybody who doesn't know, the most jank, quote-unquote, hidden role game. And mm-hmm. people seem to love it for LAN party because of how jank it is. Right. I find it's the entire thing utterly it. frustrating, and there's no enjoyment from <laughs> it. Everything feels chaotic and randomized. Yeah. So I didn't And then I basically put the single-player one on here. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Um... I assume it's the no, same thing with fair. bots. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably the case. But they're probably way better than players because we only played at land party like twice. Yeah. Uh, what what's is. one for you? Scrolling back down through the list. Um, Disco yeah, I have, like, Elysium. Just for audience awareness, I have a ton on my list. Disco Elysium is probably going to hurt people. So but, I don't... Um, I will say I don't care because I haven't played it, but from yeah. people who I know who have played it, they've really enjoyed it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think Disco Elysium is the type of game that if I like, if I was on vacation or something, I'd probably get immersed in it amazingly. Um, French Justin and Ian have a lot of really good things to say about it. They've played it a ton. It's like super intellectual, super traditional role playing, um, super immersive type game, but it's just so dense, I want to say. It's hard to play it casually. It's hard to just pick up the game at the end of the workday and be like, yep, this is what I'm going to do. So that's probably that's that's the main reason I haven't really put time into it. That's fair. Um, Usually with stuff like that, I for me personally, I will avoid buying something like that unless I'm like, oh, we're doing it today. Like if I get in that mood of we're going to do it. I'll just do it. Otherwise, I'd be like, eh, I can wait. Because I'm very afraid of like bigger games like that. I purchase, mm-hmm. and then if it just sits, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's kind of a tragedy, because it's like, I know I could potentially enjoy it. It's just the effort to commit to it. It's, it's like picking up a Final Fantasy game, or a JRPG, or something like that. Yeah. You know it's a lot. What you gotta do is bribe me, the trick jig, into making an episode, and then I'll have to play it. Right. Mm-hmm. I've done this in reverse, and that's how we got Cyberpunk on the docket the one time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, the Long Dark is on your list. This is something that we definitely played with people. Uh, I don't think we played it too, too much because it got kind of repetitive quick, but it is a first-person winter survival. Um, there's occasionally some... I think it's single-player. Nope. I'm pretty sure the Long Dark is single player. Are we thinking of different games? I think you're thinking of a different game. Is Long Dark different from the Long Dark? No. I think it the long the Long Dark single player. We definitely played at the same time with people. We did, yes. You are correct. We picked this up at the same time and played single player individually. It seems <laughs> wrong and bad <laughs> right well to to like loosen the rope around dave's neck on this one uh these are all games we played less than two hours or barely played so um also probably been a while huh all right so i remember us playing it to, at the same time single player like trying to like look for each other uh-huh. but maybe it was more of a uh, sean murray situation than we realized but uh, the, the game <laughs> That's the game funny. was just very unforgiving uh it wasn't very interesting mm-hmm. like you were just constantly burning calories you had to like find food or kill stuff and you just you never really had the right stuff for it and then one time we made it really far and then died after anyways and it's just like what what was the end game where was the enjoyment and it just wasn't there for us yeah yeah, this is this one's interesting to me because so I played it in 2015. So this is seven years ago that we played it. It's probably the reason not really sure whether we played it together or not. Distant memories. But the game has been in development essentially since then. I have occasionally seen like patches and things added to it. Um, and it looked kind of compelling. But you described it well. It's a game that's going to kill you over and over and over again until you literally get good enough at the game. And we hate games longer. that do that. We hate games that mm-hmm. kill you and make you get good. 
Um, yep. So this is a no for us. <laughs> right. We haven't even reviewed any of the games we talked about <laughs> up to this point. And then it's like Long Dark is two out of five. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I still think that game has potential, but I don't know. If I want to be desperate and desolate and alone, I can just like sit in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not now, wife. Turn off the lights. Um, <laughs> Armello. Mm-hmm. This one I played with you and I think a group of people, probably Rachel, Justin, yeah, perhaps. That that was a group. Yeah. yeah. I remember this is the furry board game. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, mechanically, I don't remember a lot about it. I think there were victory points. I can fill in some blanks from my scattered memories. Yeah. Basically, you had different furry characters you could play as they all had different bonuses or things that they were good at but it was a big hex tile map kind of like a board game and you could do different stuff with your action points moving doing a quest uh, but it seemed that the character that justin picked like we all kind of picked randomly uh, that was more combat focused was crushing all of the objectives <laughs> fucking with all yeah, of our stuff uh-huh. really heavily and then our things like we do better against magical stuff. And that just like never came uh-huh. up. Um, like I'm diplomacy. Yeah. It seemed like the uh, classes were not evenly weighted, at least for mm-hmm. like the one, one or two times we played. I think, I think potentially if everybody is equally experienced, then you can kind of win in that sort of circumstance. But going back to like a Starcraft analogy, it's like, People who have never played the game, somebody gets Zerg and they make Zerglings and they won the game. You yeah. know, like like sometimes just early offense and brute force is really good in a tactical game if people don't know how to counter it. Um, this applies to board games too, though. Like this is just very much a board game that you're playing on the computer. Um, and it's the same reason I actually don't like any game that has victory points. <laughs> it's just like somebody's going to be good at it and raffle stomp everybody else. Do you not want my copy of Settlers of Catan? <laughs> no, oh, okay. I'm, I'm good on that one. Yeah. The most popular board game other than like Monopoly or something made by Parker Bros. I'd say Monopoly is probably more popular, but Settlers is very much like a... If you say it to like the older generation, they're like, oh, you like board games. If you say it to the uh-huh, young generation, yeah. it's like, do you even like board games? It's the gateway board game yeah. into like the more hardcore space. Yeah. Uh, on your list, I see Alchemist Awakening at the bottom. Do you know anything about that game? I <laughs> <laughs> I immediately see the eyes go to the side. I'm gonna I pull it up to, to like talk screenshots. To the sound. Um, I uh-huh. I know that it was a very inexpensive game that I picked up. I apparently played it for 44 minutes. Um, okay. It seemed like it might play around with like some magic and stuff, and it kind of does. But it's it's real shit. I thought like there's been a couple games I've heard of that are related to alchemy. And I thought maybe I knew what this one was. And then I just now searched for it. And I very much don't. And it does look bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was cheap enough that I overlooked the screenshots type thing. Uh-huh. and just tried it out. But I think the idea is like you do stuff to collect elements 
are building blocks like rocks, wood, and then uh-huh. use alchemy to make other things. Imagine like Minecraft, but nowhere near where you would want it to be for enjoyment. Right. Yeah. Minecraft, if it went in the wrong direction and just never went in the right direction. Yeah, this is mostly positive on Steam, and you're the only friend I have that's, that owns it. So, um, It's one of those games. Yeah. Which is fair. Which is fair, I think. Sometimes you just want to like give something a chance in like five bucks, and then you're like, never again. I will never love again. <laughs> is there anything on my list you want to force me to explain? The end is nigh. Great. That's one I'm going to have to freaking Google because I think it's unplayed. Um, I remember the splash art for this. Um, I must have gotten this in a humble bundle. I want to say yes, because it's kind of like a super meat boy type. Exactly. Yeah. And to be fair, I did enjoy super meat boy, but I was in a very particular mindset when I picked up super meat boy and it carried me through that. Um, but yeah, I have very little to say here. It's actually made by um, the same people who made Binding of Isaac. That makes a lot of sense. The graphics are the same. <laughs> so it's but yeah. Otherwise, I have less Ed to McMullen? say on that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like every time I say a name, like oh, this video game a director, a composer, and then I'm like three degrees off. <laughs> no, you got that one. I've gone through most of the stuff in your list, I think, that like I have any amount of understanding about. <laughs> They're going to say interesting. Um, I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, Grim Fandango's here. So why do you own but have not really played Grim Fandango? So uh, anybody who knows me or has listened to the podcast will know I have an affinity for the guy's name who I'm blanking on. Grim. Yes, Mr. Fandango himself. <laughs> um, but like all of the brothers, like anything that uh, Double Fine has done, I've always been like, that's good and entertaining stuff. Like they, it's written super well as far as characters and dialogue. And for the longest time, this was unavailable. It was a very old CD-ROM game, required a different platform, etc. As Tim like, Schafer. Thank, I knew it was a Tim. I didn't want to fuck yeah. it up. But I never had access to it. And then I saw it was on Steam, and I was like, oh, I can now play Grim Fandango. Let's buy and install that shit. And then I wasn't mm-hmm. in the mood for like a point-and-click adventure. Yeah. Yeah. My brain also went to like LucasArts. I was like, George Lucas? Are you thinking of George Lucas? But that they literally produced this game, yep. published it. A lot of the older point-and-click stuff that Tim Schafer was part of was with LucasArts, like uh, Monkey Island. Mm-hmm. Another another one. <laughs> it might just be that. <laughs> that is one of one of the game. Um, the thing that has grooves. I don't think that was actually LucasArts, but um, yeah, same. To be honest, honestly, I have like nothing to contribute to to these. I missed the point and click adventure train, and that's a train where like if it passed you by, you're never catching up to it. You're not going back um, to King's Quest. Yeah, <laughs> I know I'm not. Um. Props to those that can. Anything else? Everything I keep getting drawn to is I realize a roguelike or a platformer. Like I guess I have not I have purchased and not played a lot of those. <laughs> so if I say to you right now, into the breach. Yeah. That is a roguelike. Um, 
It is, yeah, technically. Also, it's really well received by everybody who's not me. So, yeah, I don't. This one was interesting because I, I actually picked this up um, when a friend and occasional host uh, was getting married. I played it at the um, at the motel actually when we were staying there into the breach on a laptop. Oh, by the way, again, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, it was absolutely <laughs> fine. Um, they had a continental breakfast. I'm just saying it's continental. Did you also too have a travel box of cereal? <laughs> <laughs> I go to the key and peel skate every time, but um, uh, yeah, this was it's like very clean, uh, really strong uh, ideas in its implementation. It's like a mecha into the world tactics game that where all of the enemies always telegraph their attacks. I guess um, Slay the Spire also does that, I think. Well, yeah, like you... It's, uh, hey, when it's my turn, I'm doing this type stuff. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they will do that even if it's disadvantageous based off what you've done. Um, and on paper, I should like... I should have really enjoyed it and really loved it, but I think I played it once. I lost, and I was like, oh, I'll try this again later. Years passed. <laughs> yeah, I was in a very similar boat with that. I don't think I picked it up. I think I played somebody else's copy briefly. And I'm like, eh, it's not something that yeah. I would derive enjoyment from. It's unfortunate. It's one of those games where it's got like, it has the brains and it has the potential and it has the mechanics of something that should just click. And I'll just straight up enjoy it. But for some reason, I just don't have, I don't get that dopamine, that dopamine hit. So yeah, like for how awesome of a person you are, Jake, I'm not physically mm-hmm. attracted to you, right? And like not I anymore. should be, like 100. percent But <laughs> that's just that's just where we are. The dopamine's not there. You're not um. dope. <laughs> <laughs> this one's fair because I I want to talk about one that's on my list yeah. because, um, it's the witness, Ten-ta. which is a Jonathan Blow game. And we've got probably, give or take, 10 minutes left of standard time to record in an episode. And I think we could just rant about Jonathan Blow for 10 minutes. So this one, I know you have put a lot more than two hours into. Yes. I I definitely... You want to defend your time you spent with this game, (laughs) and then I will attack it. (laughs) It's a puzzle game, and I enjoy puzzle games. So I spent time trying to figure stuff out play through it uh, at a point I ran into what you ran into much earlier. Uh, it's obtuse mm-hmm. as fuck. And that's really yeah. where the, the pain point is mm-hmm. in the same way. I don't enjoy finding some of the Makoko seeds in lost Ark because it's like, mm-hmm. why the fuck would I ever remotely possibly conceive that this is an option? Doesn't make right. me feel like, Oh, I figured it out. It's like, fuck you. Like they're trying uh-huh. to specifically <laughs> dick you over in a way like you're fighting the game more so than playing it. Um, yeah. That's my two cents on the witness. Mm-hmm. Some of the puzzles and the mechanics I did enjoy figuring out early on, uh, but that very quickly went away. Yeah, I've got like a buck five on the witness and it's all negative. Um, <laughs> I, I like the graphics. Graphics good, very clean, very simplistic, very minimalist. Um, and that last one is where like all the negatives start, but like Jonathan blow is, I'm sure a really great guy 
and a good game developer and he gets stuff out the door. This is why I don't like when Jake compliments me early doors. I'm like, oh shit, where is it? Where is it coming? And he's just like, I just hate this game. Like, and just the concept of it and everything about it and the implementation. Um, It's super pretentious. It's just like the most pretentious thing. So, okay. Concrete, actual criticism of the game. Um, Okay. One more positive thing. (laughs) You can beat the game before you do anything else in the game. I'm not going to explain how you do it because that would be a spoiler. But that's literally possible. Um, All right, back to criticism. The game is trying to be intuitive. And it's like to the point of fallacy saying like, okay, here's how you like draw a line to start building your path to the exit. And then we will slowly, without putting any text on the screen ever, basically... Um, continue to explain new mechanics and you will pick these up intuitively as you are a smart individual and you will remember them as you have the capability to remember things and like if you fail on point one or point two of that you didn't pick it up what was actually going on or you didn't remember you're screwed you like soft lock yourself due to brain dumb and cannot proceed in the game and that's basically what happened to me i like barreled through i kool-aid manned my way through one of the puzzles Mm -hmm. um and i had no idea how to solve any other puzzle like that and the game never tried to teach me again yeah it's like you know when somebody shows you hieroglyphics and you're like these two are wrong but this one's right why Mm -hmm. and now from like a problem solving standpoint you're supposed to pick out the commonalities and like say oh i can factor this out these both have this, but this one behaves differently. Why? And like you take apart those pieces to see what you can rebuild as far as information. That's mm-hmm. done for a lot of puzzles, but um, they don't give you that information or the hieroglyphics. They're just like, go. And you're like, hmm? And mm-hmm. again, it can feel good to figure it out if you're not frustrated at the dick. Yeah. And there are yeah. some of those that you're talking about like that I also just kind of stumbled into where it's like i think Mm -hmm. i figured out the pattern of what i need to do and then i got it right twice and then for the third one i'm like but based on my previous assumptions this should work but it's entirely wrong and then i like i google like what is the answer to this one puzzle they're like this i'm like how did they get that like it yeah i've changed the formula pray i do not change it further it literally the game um that was really frustrating there's actually like the contrast to this. I real so one of their design decisions was literally not to do what I'm going to describe. But when you're playing like a third person action game and they introduce a mechanic, it'll be like, "Hey, uh, this is being added to the tutorial section, and if you ever want to like remember how to do this again, you can go back to the tutorial section, and it'll tell you how to 360 no scope or whatever." Mm-hmm. Um, and this game is. That would be the death of the design principles of this game to have some sort of go back and explain. Um, But because of this, you can't drop the game and then pick it up if you've forgotten about anything. All of I feel like I've been negative enough. So I'm just going to be one more negative thing and freaking done. The game also has this super pretentious like optional ending sequence where it literally has you watch like I think it's a half hour or maybe an hour long video clip on a projector and then there's a puzzle that you need to complete during the video 
And if you miss it the first time because you're watching a video instead of playing a game, which, you know, most people want to do when they're playing a game, um, you got to rewatch the whole thing. Yeah, it's a the game's not good. I'll say it. Mm-hmm. Mass mass downvote this game on Metacritic. Let's let's get this thing out of here. What is this? Uh, what's what's it at? Uh, the witness Metacritic. So it has an eighty-seven for PC right now. I think if we all contribute, we can get that down to an eighty-six point nine. Mm-hmm. I'm not even talking about the user score. You guys actually have to go establish critical websites first and then <laughs> and can, then actually add feedback. We can't hit the user score, but that's okay. I feel more strongly about this game than most games that I've played, I realize. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't say that because I've played it way more than you. I'm like, eh, not for me. <laughs> right, you can move on from it. it you're like their design like, philosophy is so fucked up from my, the beginning. It's burned my house down. It kicked my dog. It did all this stuff. Uh, Kerbal Space Program is also on my list. That seems like another one of those you need to like be in the mindset for it. But it, yeah, from mm-hmm. what I hear, it's supposed to be a fun making a rocket game. Yeah, that's basically it just wasn't for me i could move on from it it didn't kick my dog it didn't burn my house down like the witness <laughs> this is another one of those games where like it's been recommended to me thankfully not purchased because it would just go unredeemed um but it's just i i don't give a fuck about certain types uh-huh. of things and in general yeah. if you're like space i'm like uh, <laughs> no you get to design a rock i don't that's not for me that's yeah, not for me that's um <laughs> that- doesn't help your case at all right but like people enjoy who enjoy it enjoy it so much that they want to share it with other Mm -hmm. people natural response to a lot of things which is why i try and share my cool food ideas from time to time um Mm -hmm. but yeah i just i don't want to make a rocket yeah it's just a wrong genre thing right um same for me basically uh, there's not too much more to say on it um so i won't uh, anything else on my list that is particularly offensive to you? The fact I haven't played it, or maybe I'm really missing out, or you just want an explanation? One of these you will play, so I won't touch that. Um, <laughs> I see what you're. I see what you're selecting. <laughs> one thing I'm curious about is uh, Gris, right? Because I did play and beat it. It was fairly cheap. It's like a narrative driven platformer pretty simple yeah um what were your thoughts like how far did you get if you got far at all i don't think i've launched it so i know very little about grace other than the cover art looks very pretty um i'm looking at the trailer now and the trailer looks pretty good i think it has something to do with mental health yeah it's a lot of that's about it it's very pretty it's very imagery based um but again i I wouldn't recommend the game to anybody. (laughs) That's really rough, right? Like, if you just want a pretty simple puzzle platforming experience while you're not sober, by all means, this will take about two hours to beat. Uh Um, Go through it, go nuts. But it's not like an experience that people need to have. You're like, oh, you'd really enjoy playing this. It's just 
if you enjoyed it and liked it, cool. Kind of art project. Yeah. Sort of sort of thing. Yeah. I'm sure I have games like that. I'm like, I enjoyed it, but like I wouldn't say, hey, you got to check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this game was actually one of our potential podcast covers for a little bit, but we were like, oh, it's too short. We might not have enough to say. And unfortunately, there's just a lot of games like that, like on our lists where it's like, it's a great art project or it's great for the, the the short impact. I don't hate that I played it. It was worth it on sale, things like that. But those don't always make great games to talk about, unfortunately. Because um, I can't interpret art. <laughs> I realize everyone's supposed to be capable of that, but I cannot. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes the meat's just not there. Them is the bricks. Uh, yeah. And I mean, there's a bunch of other stuff in my list, but I don't think we have to go over everything. That would be a two hour, three hour long episode. Um, so I will uh, end on this one because it's from your list and you mentioned it and I have no idea what it is. Uh, but Sakura series is, is this actually or Sakura series is this actually about flowers? That's the so one thing I, made I know about in- that an earlier comment referencing this when we're talking about Marlo Briggs. But this is one of those it's just a dialogue game where you have like girls in a scenario and they're just talking about stuff. Hmm. Like maybe like a boy, maybe it's something (laughs) else. Maybe it's like slightly inappropriate. I don't remember. But they have like 20 of these types of games, if not more. But they're like really inexpensive. I think Jake, you bought me one of these is like a Oh, well, you should play this on Discord. And I did. Did I? Um, But it's really just dialogue. It's just like characters talking and you left click through. And once I figured this out, I went for the speedrun strat and demolished that game's (laughs) playtime. You know, kidding. I guess it showed up on this list. I feel like now I have to disclaim that as I'm looking up these games on Steam, they all seem to be adult content related. <laughs> so I didn't realize when I asked that. I mean, some might be. Uh, the one that I played on stream wasn't. Uh huh. They might have had like some allusion to stuff, but it was pretty tame. Yeah, I wonder if it's one of those ones where it's like patched or something like that or whatever. I don't know. But that's funny inadvertently ending on that one um it always comes back to honeypot oh my god it's it snowing. is yeah yeah i actually saw a notification <laughs> on my phone that's like hey alert there's gonna be a lot of snow and then i actually heard the wind audibly while i'm still wearing my headset so we might die this could be our last episode but if it's not our last case, episode, <laughs> exactly in case it's in case it's not you can send in ideas uh, for future episodes, if you'd like to hear more, at subsumpodcast at gmail.com. Or you could join the discussion on Facebook, seem to be metaverse, at facebook.com slash podcast. I hear that they cost them like $500 billion or whatever. Um, I don't know what we're going to be talking about there, though. Whatever's meta, I guess. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good one.